0: THE STORY YOU NEED TO HEAR TO BELIEVE, THEN GRAB YOUR POPCORN, BECAUSE THERE IS MORE. SENATOR RAND PAUL, MAKING SENSE. IT'S NOT...
1: WE ARE RAPIDLY APPROACHING A MILESTONE IN OUR COUNTRY, AND IT'S NOT A GOOD ONE. WE'RE RAPIDLY APPROACHING $30 TRILLION IN DEBT. WE'RE ACCUMULATING DEBT LIKE WE NEVER HAVE AT ANY TIME IN OUR HISTORY. WE'RE ACTUALLY ACCUMULATING DEBT AT THE RATE OF OVER $2 MILLION PER MINUTE. Now, some say deficits don't matter. Uh, Some on the left say they have this new monetary theory. We can just print it all up. You can all have free stuff. There'll be manna from heaven, and nothing could go wrong. We're just going to give you money. If not $1,400 checks a month or a year, why don't we give you monthly checks? And that's part of the new plans, the the new plans of the $3.5 trillion that we're facing down at this point that will all be borrowed is to give people free money to give people free this free that but i think people are smarter than that i think people know that ultimately you don't get anything in life without hard work you don't get anything in life really for free isn't there some kind of ramification to so much borrowed money? When someone comes to you and says, or they call you on the phone and they say, here's a $1,000, all you got to do is sign up for this. Most people immediately recoil and they say, well, that might be a scam. Somebody's going to be ripping me off to say that. What's sort of the bait and switch of the politics we face now? People are saying, we're going to give you free college, free cars, free cell phones, free this, free that everything in life will be free you won't have to work anymore the problem is there are ramifications money doesn't grow on trees the money's got to come from somewhere so either we borrow it we become more indebted to foreign countries we tax people for it or ultimately the way we fix a lot of our deficit problems is we simply print the money and so when the federal reserve prints the money As we increase the money supply, the money that we have becomes worth less and less. It loses its purchasing power. This is the insidious tax of inflation. And the interesting thing about it is, is inflation is a regressive tax. It doesn't affect everyone the same. In fact, the tax of inflation actually affects the working class, the people of lower incomes, and those on fixed incomes and pension, retirees. It affects them much worse, because they don't have the ability for their income to go up. So right now we're facing 5% inflation because of the massive borrowing that really both parties instituted in the last year. They decided that the result to the pandemic would be This
0: conversation of inflation is the best economic conversation I've heard in a generalized way in a long time and it's exactly Rand Paul is giving out the blueprint of how Republicans should be campaigning over the next year inflation is a tax on the working class inflation is a tax on the on on the poor you could say but it is absolutely a tax on the working class and it is a tax bad monetary policy is a tax and you can get the quote-unquote working class to accept regardless of party you can make the statement in such a way that they go, yeah, just stop spending. You're screwing me over. You're hurting my kids. Because it is. If that is the lesson of this conversation of the debt limit, well, then this was all worth it. (laughs) My problem is is that I have no faith that that's going to be the lesson. I have no faith at all. That they're going to be able to do this because I have no faith in the Republic, Republican Party to actually do the thing. Faith in the Republican Party is 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 absolutely waning. Uh, I, I will say that my faith in the Republican Party of Indiana is non-existent. it's It's a shame too. It is a maybe this is why I don't get invited to more Lincoln Day dinners. Maybe that's why I'm not speaking it more. I, I don't know. I mean I'm available. I've got a rate, but I'm available. Oh, very entertaining. Very entertaining stuff that I do. But it's a a lack of a willingness to fight. It's a lack of a willingness to go out there and compete. It's a lack of willingness to, to fight fire with fire, to get aggressive. I mean, I can't get this state party to run a candidate against Andre Carson. Or a mayoral candidate against Joe Hogsett, uh, who's worth their salt. I can't get the current governor, who won re-election with over 60% of the vote, to even g- begin the thought of campaigning for somebody. Can't be done. It's, it's remarkable, the, the, these things. So what, what faith does one have in, in the party of stupid? Which is what I have always referred to the Republican Party as. But not everybody is. There are people out there who understand how to engage a conversation in a rational way. Rand Paul's doing it. And I. while I don't talk about 2024, people who are sleeping on Rand Paul are making a mistake. They're making a mistake. He's going to be in this mix. He's not as popular as DeSantis. I'm just saying he's in the mix. This is a very, very smart conversation, a blueprint for how Republicans should be engaging the conversation. And I only hope that they're smart enough to do it. I don't believe they are, but I've got hope and I'm willing to help.